I'm a fish boy who skates for Team X Blades with a leprechaun who plays basketball. Come to my smart house. Keep my alien sister, don't come hungry because I'll bet my mom can't cook. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mom Can't Cook, a decom podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Luke. Oh my god. Oh no! Oh no! Oh the dog's coming through the door! Oh no. Andy. The events of the decon we're going to talk about today are happening to Luke right now. Oh no! It's fine. I'll walk oh. over there and help. Oh god, there's a dog in here as well! Oh, jeez! Oh. What are the odds? <laughs> Two dogs! And what you just heard there, listener, <laughs> was a brief preview of what to expect from this week's Disney Channel original movie, which is the 2001 film Hounded, which is a film about a young boy who accidentally kidnaps a dog and then spends the rest of the film just getting so owned by this dog. I mean, so owned by this dog. Just owned. (laughs) Capital O, owned. I wonder if that will come across in the promo that Disney played on the Disney Channel to advertise this movie. The first time Jay met Camille. He couldn't get her out of his mind. How's Camille doing without her medication? Or out of his house. What was that? (laughs) Smart Guys Taj Maori stars in Disney Channel's original movie, Hounded. Tonight at 9.30, 8.30 Central. Watch how a real man handles that much. Hey, dog! Part of Zoog Weekends. So, okay. Mm. A couple of things that I want to say beforehand. Firstly, sure. get him off your I, chest. Yeah. Okay. So, I say him. I think Hounded. I think Hounded is good, and I enjoyed watching it immensely. <laughs> I think Hounded is genuinely hilarious. <laughs> um, it's the it's the only decom we've watched so far that is a comedy that I laughed at. It's a comedy that's meant to be a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. That's meant to be. A, it's intentionally funny, and it succeeds. So yeah. yeah. Good, good stuff hounded. This is the only film about a boy and his dog that I can think of where the dog is genuinely evil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And also, I just think that as a note, (laughs) I think as a note, Andy, to you and me. Yeah. We should try as much as possible to just really skip through the plot as fast as possible because okay. I, I but, want to devote as much time as we can to the to the owning scenes which are the sort of slapstick centerpieces the of slapstick this movie. anchor the meat of this film yeah and you might be if you haven't seen the movie you might be imagining sort of light-hearted kind of slapstick sequences think again these are genuinely terrifying and distressing dog attacks it's like the end of the thing <laughs> you know it's like yeah. there's a lot of like there's no dialogue. It's just screaming and <laughs> grunting and ripping and snarling, <laughs> and like with some like with some really innovative camera work and and yeah. practical effects and little close-ups of a kind of animatronic evil dog going <laughs> <laughs> it's like like the bits in the child's play films when Chucky sort of starts speeding through the vents things yes. like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. A lot of it is coded yeah. like a horror film. So yeah, 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 Just yeah. be, just be wary of that, friends. Also, um, so I'm really, really thinking that mm. the, the the sounds of the dog, I th- I'm almost certain that a human has made the sounds. Oh, you or think some of them? Like, yeah. I, there are definitely dog noises in there, but I think whenever Camille, who is the dog, is mm. you know 
quote unquote o- speaking. Uh, yeah, owning. People. I'm pretty sure they've ADR'd a human going because <laughs> it just sounds because it just sounds it just sounds a little bit dogs a little off. Dogs can't make noises that horrible. No, they they yeah. couldn't find a dog as horrible as they as needed mean and horrible. the dog in hounded to be. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, hounded is so choice. All right. Let's, Let's just get... start speeding through the plot. So yeah, we start yeah. with an animated sequence of a, it's a small boy going to the headmaster at his school. The headmaster is secretly a wolf in disguise. Uh, yes. It turns out this is a flip book um, from our hero, uh, who is called Jay. Uh, mm-hmm. He's an artist. He's drawing in his room, um, and his mum calls him down uh, for breakfast. The camera sort of pans across a picture of him and his father. It seems significant, like maybe the dad is dead or something. The boy loves um, art. He loves baseball. Dad, his is, dad is dead. His dad is dead. This um, is good. This, his is, mom, this, is the, this is the right pace. <laughs> yeah. His, his mum is like, hey, I eat this breakfast. By the way, I got a call from your Aunt Lois. She's in the hospital. She broke her ankle again. She went skiing and broke her ankle. Anyway, that's why I won't be home for any of the upcoming dog ownings. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to stay a week with your Aunt Lois in the hospital. Anyway, bye. And if any dog ownings happen to take place, you'll have to tell me about them when I get back. I will not be reachable by phone for some reason. Listen, honey. I got a call from Aunt Lois this morning. She is in the hospital. What happened? Broke her ankle. (laughs) Again? The other ankle. That woman was not meant to ski. Well, is she going to be okay? She'll be fine, but she just can't get around. I'm going to have to go down there, and I'll probably have to stay about a week. So the mom uh, isn't leaving Jay all alone. She's got Mike, his big brother, to yes. come and look after him. However, Jay is not happy about this because yes. apparently his brother Mike just yells. Uh, yeah, and yeah, um, and we also find out a little bit of backstory about what's going on with Jay. He is on the horns of a school dilemma, uh, mm. like so many decom protagonists. Um, he really is. He really wants to win a scholarship to a cool art academy, the prestigious Peterson Academy. The Peterson Academy. However, if he doesn't succeed in that he has to go to military academy yes those are the two options (laughs) yeah i don't know i the the film really doesn't entertain the possibility of like a third way but it's a binary choice um he either so peterson it has the art program that he wants to go to but it's very expensive so the only way he can go there is with a scholarship starkwell military academy costs even more than peterson but they can he can get in there for very cheap because his dad used to be a teacher there yes um could he continue going to public school? Apparently not for some Impossible. reason. Impossible. Well, not when, you, no not when you can get a sweet discount on military school. A sweet discount? <laughs> not, on... not when you could be screened yeah. at for, you know, yeah. basically they break, nothing. They break you down, build you back up again, break you down, lunch, <laughs> and then, and if then this, this time, time <laughs> they'll build you back up again at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, his big brother, Mike, goes to Starkwell, the military academy, already. Um, and we, we get a scene of Mike at Starkwell. Yeah, uh, he's he's chewing out his platoon. He's... Yeah, he's in charge of a troop of um, yeah. other students. Uh, he says their bunks were ridiculous. He's chewing them all out, talking about how terrible they all are. Now, gentlemen, you are the sorriest bunch of invertebrates it has ever been my displeasure to be in command of. Your bunks this morning were ridiculous. If you want to be Starkwell men, you have got to do better than that. Mike has a very scream-based leadership style. He does. And Colonel Douglas, who I guess is a big softie or something, is like, no, there's more to the military yeah. than simply yelling at your platoon. 
He's and he asks like Mike, your brothers, he says. Yeah, he says, Mike, Mike, you need to think about whether you're even cut out for military life. Maybe mm. maybe 90 minutes of dog owning will, <laughs> maybe. will settle your hat. <laughs> he says, a man will follow orders if he fears you, but he will save your life if he loves and respects you. Yeah. Which is, you know, the US Army's mo- uh, motto, isn't it? Yes. Love and respect everyone. <laughs> so we cut to um, Jay's school. Uh, yeah. Ed Begley Jr., is here, the actor Ed Begley Jr. He's playing um, a Mr. Van Dusen, who is the principal of the school. There are video game sounds playing, and he confiscates a sort of pink video game controller from some children. Yeah. And he says they aren't getting it back till next semester. So he's got the controller. I don't know what the, what the screen is, where the sounds are coming from. It's just, a, it's just a controller. I don't know. We're going to see this controller a lot, and every single time I tried to get a good like pause, like freeze mm. frame, to try and identify exactly what the controller was um but i was not able to verify it i'm pretty sure it is a third party <laughs> playstation controller yeah yeah i can't like, imagine it's a custom job considering the prop no, work in this no. film it might even be third party like gamecube or something i mean i was, you know 2001 uh, a dreamcast maybe the way it's used in the film it seems to have a screen then he seems to be playing the game on the controller Yes, yes. Anyway, it bothered me a lot more than it yeah. should. We don't need to, this is this is all coming out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we meet the rest of the child cast at yeah. this point. So we've got Jay's friend Tracy. Uh we've got um a nailed on decom nerd who is called Bill. Yeah. And also uh Shia LaBeouf. Child Shia LaBeouf is here. He yes. is a a rich bully called Ronnie Van Dusen. He's the son of the principal, Mr. Van Dusen. Um he's sort of kicking a football at people, doing finger guns. Yeah. And he doesn't get in trouble because he is the privileged son of the principal. He's a very, very tiny, tiny version of problematic adult Shia mm. LaBeouf. Yeah. Um, he, is, he is a problematic child. So Jay is showing his uh, flip book of the sort of principal wolf thing that he drew to his uh, friends. And apparently he's drawn it on the back of his presentation cards for the big presentation that he has to give in order to win the prestigious scholarship to Peterson well, School. So this flip book probably goes on for like this animation is probably like 20 or 30 seconds long right (laughs) so call that 30 frames a second call that a 30 frames per second animation which means that if it goes on for like 30 seconds yeah what i'm saying is his presentation is too long like if he's got his presentation (laughs) he's got 900 cards (laughs) yeah right he's got like He's got a great, great amount. <laughs> like this presentation is going to be about twenty-four hours long, so it's no surprise that he's not got it memorized. To, to be fair, yeah. Um, um, Mr. Van Dusen comes out onto the balcony of the school. Uh, his first order of business is that if anyone ate the Spanish rice, please see the nurse if you're feeling different. Morning, people. I'm going to try and keep it brief this morning. We have just two items of business to attend to. First. If any of you had the Spanish rice for lunch yesterday, please see Nurse Ketchum if you're feeling different. I mean, I probably focused on this too much, but what could that mean? I don't what know. What could that I possibly mean? I don't know. Like, um, pat, like emerging powers? If you had the Spanish rice, see Nurse Ketchum if you're feeling different. If you're I mean, feeling Spanish? <laughs> if, if you're... Maybe? If you're shitting yourself right now. If you have a certain Iberian flair this morning, please see the nurse. <laughs> please see Nurse Ketchum. Unfortunately, a radioactive Spanish man 
<laughs> got in the rice. <laughs> bit this rice and now <laughs> cooked up this rice. Yeah, you might yeah. may find yourself manifesting Spanishly this morning. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, see the nurse. Uh, the second thing is that all eighth graders need to report to the auditorium for the Peterson Awards presentation mm. uh, for them all to do their um, their big speeches. Now, bizarrely, the way it seems to work is there's one scholarship going to mm-hmm. this prestigious Peterson Art Academy, and the way they do it is a sort of public contest where all the children have to, you know, like bring forth a presentation. Yeah. And the one who does the best is publicly awarded a full ride to a good school and all the other kids. Uh, I all guess. the other kids have to watch their dreams evaporate in front of them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that I mean, I, I would go and watch that. That sounds excellent. Actually, yeah. You know, if I had no skin in the game, <laughs> I would... Oh yeah! Absolutely. Oh my god! Look at him! Look at his oh face! Oh my god! I would He's get broken. I'd get a great big pick and mix, and <laughs> and I'd try and I'd try and see if there's anyone selling a program that has like a kind of glossy pictures of all the children who are hoping to get the scholarship. It should be like yeah, a flashbulb goes on the second that they announce. Yeah. The winner, and they get a kind of split second, the exact moment their heart breaks in half. Oh, you know that that kind of Oscars cam where it's like a sort of four way, yes, four like close up camera of all the yeah of everyone's face. You could buy glossy prints, yeah, as you leave. At this point, Shia LaBeouf kicks a, a ball at Jay. Uh, he drops his cards, and then Mr. Van Dusen walks up and sees the wolf drawings. He immediately recognizes them as as drawings of him, despite them being drawings of a wolf. Not a very flattering likeness of me. Is that you, Mr. Van Dusen? Perhaps we should discuss your artistic endeavors with your mother. Give me the rest. Mr. Van Dusen, I need those. My presentation is on the other side. At the risk of sounding like I'm saying you should have thought of that before, well, you should have thought of that before. Yeah, he he immediately identifies himself as the sort of thematic target. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this this anthropomorphic wolf can only be one man. This anthropomorphic wolf terrifying this child. Well, that must be me. This I mean, is very unflattering, he says. Principal Van Dusen must have quite a high opinion of himself to see a, an anthropomorphic wolf and be like, "Well, that's got to be me." <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm. You know. I'm not looking at cool anthropomorphic animals and assuming that it's. You know. I'm not mm. looking at Bucky O'Hare and being like, "Oh man." That's oh yeah. Crazy. Well, you wish. Bucky O'Hare. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking maybe maybe like a heron. I feel like you have a sort of heronish quality. <laughs> there aren't any anthropomorphic herons, I don't think. Well, no one's ever bothered. <laughs> I'm just I'm saying you've got a, there's a gap in the market. Okay, so if I ever see someone having done like a sort of flipbook animation where a heron is features prominently. You can be like, that's not very flattering of me. Fine. Herons are actually very proud animals. Um <laughs> And uh, they're beautiful in flight, so go yeah. on. So you've embarrassed yourself. <laughs> so thanks for the compliment. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for the compliment, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's he's had his cards confiscated by Mr. Van Dusen, and he says rewrite them on more appropriate cards. But he can't remember it because it's 900 cards long. <laughs> and so he's he's in trouble now. So in the in the principal's office, uh, yeah, Ronnie, a.k.a. Charlebuff, walks in and it turns out, yeah, so Ronnie is the principal's son, right? And in Mr. Van Dusen's office, uh, he's mm-hmm. again playing on the distracting video game controller. Yeah. Uh, Shia LaBeouf walks in and uh, Mr. Van Dusen asks if he's ready for the presentation. Ronnie says, sure I am. And then Mr. Van Dusen asks if his presentation is going to be about why Jackie Chan would make a cool president. You want to speak to me again? Are you prepared for this presentation? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
got the winning speech right here. Not that ridiculous idea you had why Jackie Chan would make a cool president, is it? Oh. Look, you. Your grandfather doesn't think I'm doing a good job of raising you. He also doesn't think you have a chance of winning that scholarship. But frankly, on that account, I tend to agree with him. And Ronnie <laughs> makes a face as if to indicate that that's exactly what the presentation exactly was going to be. I um, I resent the film's implication that Jackie Chan wouldn't make a cool president. It's worth pointing out that every room yeah. that Mr. Van Dusen is in in this film, there is a large uh, studio photograph of his father-in-law. Um, who was the man who founded uh, the school and gave him the job as headmaster. And it's sort of, it's every room in his house, every room that he goes in in the school has a large sort of disapproving photograph of this guy on the wall. He is which haunted. is quite a nice visual. Yeah, it's it quite is, a nice it visual. It is, it is a nice visual. He's haunted by the spectre mm. of, of, of his father-in-law. It's like the portrait in Rebecca, you know? <laughs> it's like yeah. at the top of the sweeping staircase, sort of, you know, haunting his... <laughs> haunting every waking moment yeah and it's very it's like a proper photograph so at any it feels like at any moment the eyes could swivel and yes. just lock on you yes and he could give you a bollocking through the through the frame so anyway principal van dusen is like listen ronnie my my stupid son i yeah. really want you to win that scholarship so please write a good presentation here yeah. for example is a good presentation that I just confiscated from that J kid. So yeah. try and take a look at this and maybe write something even better than that. You have and 20 minutes to come up with a better presentation than this. I have to go and sweep this Spanish rice thing under the carpet. He says, <laughs> he says and then turns on his heel and stalks out of the office. He says, having received a notification that two more fatalities have been... <laughs> the, the Spanish the rice... The Spanish rice epidemic has spread to the gym, gym hall. The crematorium can't keep up with the volume of bodies. <laughs> We're piling them up in the street. <laughs> so, good luck sweeping that under the carpet. Anyway, so Ronnie industriously starts stealing Jay's presentation. Yeah, so Jay is trying to... They're in the hall where the presentations are taking place. Jay is trying to remember his presentation... Uh, he's doing okay. He can remember the sort of the first line, but then immediately he is interrupted by that exact same first line coming out of Shia LaBeouf's lying Ronnie Van Dusen mouth. Each year, Americans produce enough trash and ref refuse, refuse to fill a convoy of trucks that would reach halfway to the moon. And it is estimated that within the century, we will run out of landfill. To handle our waste. So he's he has stolen the speech and he's delivering it word for word. Jay walks out disgusted. Why yeah. don't you say something? Says his friend Tracy, uh, which is a good point. Uh, I have no no proof. What's the point? Says Jay. Uh, You'd be going to Peterson with me next year. Says the apparently rich Tracy, and it has a great art program. But Sheila Booth comes out bragging. He's won. He's won the. He's, he's won, won the, the yeah the contest. He's won he's it. Getting, he's won the free ride to Peterson. Ronnie's going to Peterson to be a great child artist or something. Yeah, and or yeah, whatever. Jay's Jay's dreams are dashed. Um, as Jay is sort of wandering the halls, we see the Principal Van Dusen, maybe cinema's greatest character. Yep. Um, <laughs> so he's he's on the Such phone. A, a weird little man. Yeah, I love him. He's 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 taking a phone call. It's about his wife's dog. Um, mm, the dog a is Pomeranian. Yeah, a Pomeranian. Um, while he's having this conversation, he's stealing a candy bar from a vending machine because, like, this film wants to make it very clear what his whole character is. Um, so he's saying, he he's basically having an angry phone conversation that goes something like, I wanted the nails trimmed on all four paws. He's not happy with the grooming. 
that Camille yeah. has been receiving. Now, the principle here is being made out to be a rude stickler. Mm-hmm. Um, but however, when you meet the dog, you'll see why it's very important that it has no claws. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, that is fair, yeah. Yeah, Van Dusen, he's got a point. His life may depend on this nail trimming. <laughs> yeah, his vision at least, you know. Yeah, oh yeah, this is this is the difference between like a dog claw going one inch into his neck and half an inch into his neck, and that that could be everything. <laughs> that could be the vital difference. <laughs> the doctors could be looking at like an X-ray of a, a like a dog needle in his neck, <laughs> and, and saying like, "Look, if this was one millimeter to the left, another inch deeper, and we'd be another inch we'd be calling and, sending yeah. you to the morgue." Yeah, um, not that they've so, got any room with this Spanish rice, yeah, so this Spanish rice thing. Well, Jay walks up asking to speak about the stolen presentation. Uh, and Mr. Van Dusen says, sorry, I couldn't be there. The Spanish rice problem has spread to the hash browns. Um, sir, sorry about that scholarship, by the way. Couldn't be there myself for the presentation. The Spanish rice problem spread to the hash browns. What is... It's what is happening? It's like the start of The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> How does it spread to other food? This has that um, uh, "twas the night" vibe, doesn't it? Where, like, mm. in the background, th- there's hints of a serious outbreak, <laughs> serious outbreak. reindeer flu, <laughs> reindeer flu. Yeah, the yeah. Spanish rice epidemic is happening right now. Well, it's like you know, in in post-apocalyptic things, everyone has like different names for zombies. Like, mm. you'll meet another group of survivors, and you're like, oh, we call them the skinless or something like yeah. oh we call them walkers or whatever you know yeah, yeah, yeah so like in it's it's reindeer flu in the part of the world that was the night is but it's the spanish rice problem. the spanish rice problem <laughs> right here the basically principal van dusen here's jay's complaints because jay goes up to the principal and is like hey i think ronnie your son stole my presentation now thinking quick principal van dusen says now ronnie couldn't have stolen your presentation because I destroyed it, Jay. Mm. I destroyed your presentation, which is a lie. But he's yep. thinking quick to protect his evil son, Ronnie. And as soon as he's fobbed Jay off with this, he gets uh, RVD up to his office. Yep. And he says, you need to destroy these cards. Yes. So that for, instead of destroying them himself, he gives the cards to Ronnie. And he <laughs> Just tells destroy him, them then and there. Yeah. He says, oh, t- go and my son, who I don't trust in anything and I think is an idiot. Yeah. Destroy these cards so there's no evidence linking a Van Dusen to cheating. This is a new law, even for you. Did you honestly think the Martin kid wasn't going to notice? Well, I thought about it, see. See, but I gave my presentation before he did. And I knew that he wasn't going to get up there and do the exact same presentation. Pretty smart, huh? <sighs> Where are his cards? Oh, oh, I left them in my locker. I didn't use them. I copied them over. I want you to get rid of those cards. I don't want any evidence linking a Van Dusen to cheating. But yeah, weird scene. It is a weird scene. Um, the next thing that happens is not Ronnie destroying cards. They're, it's Jay riding his bike. Yeah. And then Ronnie rides up on his bike and tries to kill Jay <laughs> by, <laughs> like, shoving him off of his bike in the middle of a busy road. Do you think the plan got sort of garbled in his head and destroyed the, Jay's cards became destroyed Jay's head and neck? Yeah, yeah, got in it, In a bike Dad. accident. Kill Jay, got it. Yeah, yes. he, like, comes up on him and kicks him over, like, in Road Rash. Yeah, and he sort of like yeah. falls falls over, and then um, it's quite vicious. Ronnie cycles off, and he, he's got the cards in a clear plastic window on the back of his backpack, and then to add insult to injury, he farts. <laughs> yeah, he does. Which you might only pick up if you've got the subtitle. <laughs> yeah, you get a nice little Disney Plus subtitle saying, 
Little Square bonus. brackets. Farts. Farts. <laughs> a little yeah. bonus for you there. <laughs> Farts as he pedals away. So, uh, Jay gets home, dispirited. His dreams are shattered. He's been farted on and pushed off his His dreams bike. and hip and neck are shattered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when he gets home, uh, it turns out that his big brother Mike can't get home yet because his Jeep has broken down. Yeah. And is, and is in the garage. He says, call the Zacharys, ask if you can stay there tonight. My yeah. new ETA is tomorrow at 1600 hours. No screw ups. You know, he's a he's a military guy. He's a military guy and he's already giving Jay a hard time, even though Jay is a very sweet boy and hasn't done anything wrong. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we cut does. to Jay talking to Tracy. He sa- She says that Mr. Van Dusen will have to investigate Ronnie Van Dusen's crimes. But Jay is more realistic. Uh, he, he thinks he's going to wind up at Starkwell. And then um, Tracy says, oh, do you want to pet my dog? Um, I hear it can reduce stress. And then the dog looks mm. Jay square in the eye and, and growls. Yeah, a growl that translated from dog means I will kill you. Do you want to pet Clancy? I've heard that petting a dog can really stress. I don't think so. Dogs hate me. Clancy likes you. He told you that, did he? In a way. Dogs have a whole lot of ways of communicating. Fine, fine, fine. Have Clancy send me an email. <laughs> He's upset, but you have to do something, says Tracy. There's got to be some way of proving that Ronnie saw your presentation. Then we get a sort of thought bubble replay of Ronnie cycling with the presentation in his bag. Um, I just thought of something, says Jay, who it seems is quite slow. (laughs) What Jay has thought of uh, is that he could go to Ronnie's house and get the presentation cards Mm. and thereby have proof. Yeah, you know, the first thing you would think of if you saw the presentation cards in his his rucksack. So he's excited by this plan. He tries to kiss Tracy's dog, but it growls and he falls backwards off the wall. So if you're keeping track, that is dog ownings. Yeah. This is Jay. This is Jay getting like a sort of warm-up owning. Like yeah, it's very a mild. Amuse bouche for the ownings yeah. to come. He sort of falls comically backwards off of a off of a wall. Yeah, it's he's like, oh, it's well, nothing. If that's the worst dog owning I get today. I'll consider it a good day. He says Jay, to himself, "You wish, my man, you fool." So Jay sneaks up to the Van Dusen house. Uh, it's a, he's it's a palatial to, manor. Yeah, it's a huge sprawling manor. Um, Ronnie lives in the pool house, mm-hmm. which is sad. <laughs> um, it, like inside the pool house, it has like arcade machines and pinball machines, and you know, ostensibly it's kind of cool. But also, he's not allowed to live in the same house as his parents, which is quite grim. Now, if this uh, were an option to you as a teenager, are you telling me you wouldn't have gone and lived in the pool house? Oh no, I'm, I'd be in the pool house like a shot because <laughs> I can still go in the house for meals and to get my laundry done. Yeah, and then but also the, you can yeah. put BMX posters on the wall in the pool house. <sighs> Yeah, the whole rest of the time, I'm just, yeah. you know, playing pinball and thinking about BMX. Thinking about BMXs. But um, the Van Dusen family are all off at the award ceremony for his uh, his scholarship. So they're all out. So Jay uh, is in the, the pool house. He's sort of ransacking it, looking for the cards. Um, but then a Pomeranian dog starts barking outside. It's this dog, Camille, and it runs to the uh, the pool house. It pushes the door open and is, is barking at uh, this... This film has the same problem as You Lucky Dog, which is like a lot of the soundtrack is loud, piercing dog barks. <laughs> more so here because it's a very yappy dog. So the, the maid is going to see Jay. So thinking quick, he uh, sprints out of the house into the courtyard wearing a hockey mask looking like a serial killer. Yeah, we get the first of this film, sort of many Sam Raimi-style, like, crash zooms 
on, on Jay at this point when he realizes the maid <laughs> is going to catch him. But yes, yeah, this yes. is this is in many ways shot like an Evil Dead film. This uh, <gasps> it this is. Movie. Oh my um, gosh! Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, slapstick, yeah. physical violence. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just you know slightly different subject matter. But he does terrify the maid with his hockey mask. Yeah. She sort of runs off. And he, he makes his escape. But um, as he's cycling away, he realises that the dog is chasing him and it follows him the whole way. <laughs> yeah, um, this dog just like... So the Camille at this point is like sort of pa- like padding after Jay, kind of barking furiously at him. Most dogs, when <laughs> when the trespasser has left the property, they will go back to their territory. But Camille, as we will learn, is literally a demon <laughs> like, Camille will not stop until you're dead yeah absolutely will not stop so Camille follows Jay like chases him like all through town basically yeah, uh, yeah Jay is he runs like, into traffic um, yeah. Jay yeah. has to sort of save her from the traffic and well like Camille goes and stands in the road and just looks at Jay and just dares Jay to let her die yeah Camille is willing to die and he's just like come on Jay come on we both know you're going to come and pick me up and save me. Truck's getting closer, Jay. Truck's getting closer, Jay. Man, it'd be I'm... a shame if I were to die, wouldn't it, Jay? My soul is prepared, Jay. Are you? Can you say this? <laughs> so Jay does go and rescue Camille, which I think is the point where, like, a devil has marked him for death. Right, it's like because it's it... touched. he's touched the dog. Yeah, it's like it's like there's something in him saving Camille that has, like done something mm-hmm. the curse hell. has been passed on a curse yes 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 curse has from been mr van on. dusen to him yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so reluctantly jay brings camille home and now at last mm-hmm. this film can actually this film can begin <laughs> the film can properly start so camille is in the house um we'll have to wait until after the ceremony and i'll tell call the van dusens and tell them that you're here says jay so just behave and don't bother me yeah uh, the dog jumps up onto the couch with him um, he turns on TV and every show on TV is about the military yes. uh, for some reason. Every channel is showing some kind of military show as if to taunt Jay about yep. his impending Starkwell attendance. The dog sort of covers its eyes with its paws <laughs> in a so in a really... It's got like... It's like if you put some sort of fur on two sticks and then sort of lowered them in front of a dog's eyes. Yeah. That's and, the kind of level of special effects. And kind of here. wiggled them in small circles to give the impression that the dog was like rubbing its eyes in disbelief. <laughs> and then it's, some yeah. cadets on TV start doing jumping jacks and then the dog arms start making jumping jack motions. <laughs> the, to look at... If you can sort of imagine this in the frame, imagine the dog front on, like looking straight down the barrel... And then these arms are coming off from like off camera left and right. The dog would have to have the dog would have to have legs that are about two feet long for the for the, <laughs> jo- for the joint to come back into shot in this way. It would have to be like a sort of long spider dog, <laughs> spider which dog. again does reinforce the idea that this is like the end of the thing where yeah. like, I think Camille can probably just summon forth a few extra legs. Oh, it's necessary. sort of like, you know, when they face um, Pennywise down in the... <laughs> <laughs> underneath yeah. the town. Yeah. It sort of takes the form yeah. of what you're most afraid of. Yeah. And Jay is deathly afraid of dogs. Yeah. And with so... good reason, it turns out, shortly. Yes, yes. Um, but before that, um, he thinks the dog is barking because it's hungry. So mm. he starts to sort of feed, um, feed the dog. He feeds it a load of spaghetti, some meatloaf. And then we get a sort of sped up montage of him feeding all the food in the house to the dog yeah uh the entire week's worth of food that his mum left yeah it's and... like it's like 10 meals yeah the it's dog like... is covered in sauces and lying half dead on its side 
yeah, so Camille at this point is sort of like covered in spaghetti sauce. Look, honestly, looks like it's had a terrible accident and is sort of bloody. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe on set something happened and they had to retcon what Camille <laughs> was eating so that this could be sp- spaghetti sauce on camera. <laughs> I didn't watch to the end of the credits to see if Is they there got an the... American Humane Association <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> refused know. to put their name on this? I mean they should have. They should have, because I'll tell you like a lot of dogs dogs get thrown around a lot of <laughs> And so it's very hard to tell when it's a real dog and when it's like a sort of plush beanbag. <laughs> Beanie baby, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, so Tracy is here suddenly. Um she's like, Did you kidnap the Van Dusen's dog? Um, but mm. Jay says, no, she's just followed me home. Um, Tracy realises the trouble that he's in. She knows, because Jay told her, that the maid saw someone sneaking around and their prize show dog is missing. Uh, if she calls and tells the Van Dusens, they're going to know that he was there. Yeah. So they're going to think that he stole the dog. So she's like, yeah. just take the dog back, leave it in their yard, and then, you know, it'll all be fine. So he tries tries to do that, but the dog is not having any of it. No. Um, and then he sort of <laughs> throws the dog and starts to very slowly walk away. And then... <laughs> The dog springs into his basket. Uh, and I don't know if this is like an aspect ratio thing. <laughs> but you can... I know exactly what you're going to say. It... <laughs> I don't know either. You it's can either see an the as... hands of the crew member throwing the dog into the basket. <laughs> <laughs> it's so choice. It's, it's the devil. <laughs> it's the you devil can... off screen. You can see the devil's hands placing the dog back in Jay's basket. <laughs> you know, like in... Like in an Argento film, like Profondo Rosso, where it's like if you freeze frame the film at exactly the right point, you yeah. can see the killer in the background. You get, you, yeah. There's the like devil the, is in this film. The devil is in this film and he's placing Camille in Jay's basket. If you freeze frame the, this Disney Channel film, the devil is in the background. <laughs> 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 any any single frame of this film has got the devil's face He's in. there somewhere. Can you spot him? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so the devil throws Camille back into Jay's bike basket. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting off that easy, says Satan. <laughs> you saved Camille from traffic. The curse has been passed the curse on. The has been passed on. You accepted the contract, Jay. <laughs> so the drop-off doesn't work, and basically Jay has to go home having having failed. This is the point where I have the note that I think the dog noises are made by a human. So maybe okay. we can have like a, a little clip of that. Judge for sure. yourself. Nice doggy. Calm down, Knight. It's okay. It's okay. Good girl. It's okay. Well, he, so he gets he gets home. He looks all forlorn at the P- Peterson Academy brochure. He looks at a picture of students playing the flute. Damn, Peterson is tight. He thinks to himself, <laughs> "The flute, damn, damn, that's tight." You could play the flute at military academy. There's probably all sorts of marching bands. Yeah, you can have a fife to pipe your comrades into battle. I've seen Cadet Kelly. And yeah. another decom that we'll get to. There's all sorts of music and why don't you just become a fifeman and dance? Yeah. So we also see the Van Dusens uh, get home from the big awards presentation, and Camille, the dog, is nowhere to be found. 
Um, the principal, principal Van Dusen goes to the fridge and the still terrified maid, who I guess has been sort of like locked in the house afraid for the best part mm-hmm. of the day, uh, attacks him with a spatula. Um, she says that a gang of criminals broke in. Um, it's, it's just, sorry, it's just absolutely wild how the maid, who has presumably worked for Mr. Van Dusen for many years, um, attacks him with a spatula for a really long time. <laughs> Well, maybe, you know, maybe she thinks I'm going to get fired for, over this dog loss business. I may yeah. as well get a few. Or good... she's lost her mind from fear, maybe. Yeah, yeah. She's seen the devil. In the <laughs> she's face. seen the devil's face. <laughs> and now. So, so the wife, uh, the principal's wife, uh, theorizes that maybe this this gang of, of criminals stole Camille. Mm. Um, and she says, and this is important, uh, you know how you know how she gets without her medication. Yes, and the regional dog show trials are only a week away. That dog has to be ready to compete. And this uh, conversation is all taking place in their marital bedroom, yeah. um, which has the same eerie picture of the father-in-law <laughs> on the wolf facing the bed, looking directly at it. There's one on the ceiling as well. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case you thought you'd get away from it that way. He's got all the angles covered. He's got uh, every angle covered. So yeah. um, this thing about the medication sort of... I don't know how to describe this. I, I, I've written it in my notes as like an echo cut. But it's like medication, yeah. medication, medication, medication. And, and, and we transition to Jay. Jay. Yeah, Jay wakes up and his vision blurrily resolves into Camille's face. Here we go. Um, snarling directly in his face. Here we, um, here um, we go, nice, lads. Nice doggy, he says. Camille starts barking. And then it's, ch- it's chasing Jay around, barking like crazy. And he is being owned. Um, with his trouser legs torn off. Yes, Luke. Jay will probably need some new clothes, yeah. won't he? Yeah. Now, insert coin clothing don't make trousers, I don't think. Or maybe there are some joggers. Or maybe Jay can put his legs through a t-shirt. I think Jay's going to have to. Um, yeah, I mean, like, oh, well, well, well. We see Jay's trousers get eaten by Camille. Camille will probably have eaten Jay's entire wardrobe by the time. Yeah. By the, you know, by the next scene. So We don't see everything that happens. I assume at some point she would have torn all his clothes off and then started shredding his, his naked flesh. Yeah, there is a bit where uh, Camille basically goes ham on the house when Jay is locked in the bathroom. I think we have to assume yeah. that Camille eats uh, Jay's entire wardrobe. His wardrobe is gone. Off He's going to need new stuff. Yes. And luckily, this week's sponsor, Insert Coin Clothing, has exactly what jay needs yeah tell him about it luke well what jay can clothe himself in regally like a prince is cool 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 designs uh, from your the favorite video games that you love i'm talking hit major franchises and series like elden ring ever heard of a little mm-hmm. game called elden ring i certainly have god of war last of us life is strange i'm looking at their loungewear right now they have lounge pants from gears of war <gasps> uh Age of Empires, Kojima Productions, oh. Mass Effect. He could he could have uh, Horizon Forbidden West PJ Bottoms on. Oh. I'd like to see Camille tear through those. <laughs> oh no, she, she has. <laughs> she, oh no, she has, and now she's owning me. Uh, if you want to check out these cool designs for yourself, then I recommend you do so. And here's how you do it. Well, first off, you get on the internet. That's step one. And yeah, you're gonna, so you're going to need to call up yeah. an ISP or internet service yes. provider. Now, you'll need a phone line, you need to, first of all. You need to phone phone your internet service provider and tell them that you would like to visit a website and have them fax over the details. Have them fax the following website to your hard drive. www.insertcoinclothing.com Or they can burn that website to a CD-ROM and then post it to you. And that will arrive within three to seven business days. Open the URL in RealPlayer 
and <laughs> and I think we have a code, don't we, Andy? That, that, yeah. That so like once going... you've got your .swf file, yeah. you're going to want <laughs> to use the code. Are you ready for it, Luke? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The code is POM in sixty seconds. P O M I N the number sixty in numbers. <laughs> And then the word seconds. POM in six zero seconds. Uh, for 10% off online orders, codes are not applicable on charity items, bundles, gift cards, postage, and some products at launch. Codes cannot be combined with other deals or promotions and are valid until the end of 2023 or until you are killed by a dog. Which should be any moment now. Whichever is sooner. <laughs> It'll be that one. <laughs> it's sooner. Here's how owning number one plays out. Camille is like... <laughs> Camille is kind of like a xenomorph puppet. Um, <laughs> like, you know, um, uh, you, you know, like when you see in, in Alien, like the little close-ups of the baby alien before it yep. runs away when it's just mm -hmm. done chest bursting and it's kind of tiny and like it's one solid object that's kind of being like wiggled off camera. It's a like, zooming like, yeah, through, it's a, like, through a vent. Like that. Yeah. And it's sort of, sort of like slavering. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's, that's how Camille aesthetically is. So Jay runs. He runs. Yeah. He runs. Then he crawls. He knocks over a plant. Uh, he starts throwing fruit at Camille. He hits the deck face first. It looks painful. It's coded exactly like a, a slasher film. I think yes. probably specifically, uh, if I were to compare it to any slasher film, it would be one of the sequences from the Scream films. Yes, I was thinking Scream. Yeah. Be because of the amount of falling over and the amount yeah. of sort of... Because like a Jason Voorhees or a Michael Myers, they're very measured, whereas the Ghostface Killer is always just flailing around. Flailing, yeah. Just With always trying to get at you, flailing like and from slashing. any possible angle, slashing yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and also swinging. the domestic setting, you yeah. know, like around yeah. a kitchen island. Uh, yeah, that's kind of so. Yeah, weird. if you haven't seen this, yeah. imagine um, Neve Campbell running away from Ghostface, but Ghostface is a dog. And yeah, you're, exactly. you're, you're getting the idea. So, so Jay has fallen. Uh, in moments, Camille is airborne, claws first. <laughs> Jay screams. With with second like with a microsecond to spare, he like dodges out the way and Camille impacts where his head was a moment ago. And it's like yeah. like a Camille like sort of scuds away across the floor. Um there's loads of like cutaways of this where it's not a real dog, it's like yeah, a furry beanbag or something, but it's mm -hmm. only on camera so briefly. And that's how they basically show quite a lot of violent things happening to the dog. This film is a real treat for the uh the pause and frame advance uh fans. Oh oh my gosh, yeah. So Jay runs to the kitchen, yeah. He he ineffectually throws fruit at Camille. Camille isn't deterred at all. Uh, he vaults over um, uh, through a wall. They've got one of those like uh, holes in their house, you know, like a wall with a hole in it, but it's on purpose. You know, I don't know what you call it. I think we call them doors. <laughs> no, no, it's like, you know what I mean. There's a hole in the wall and it's on purpose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's like between two rooms. Anyway, well, yeah, that's door. a wall, isn't it? Yeah. It's, anyway, he goes through this hole um, <laughs> And, and and he sort of like stumbles into the bathroom. The camera's like low to the ground. It's following his feet as he sort of like stumbles away. Yeah. Um, the dog uh, faced with a closed door. Yeah. Is not discouraged. It starts like no snarling and clawing at the door. De it's, it is desperate to kill Jay. Yeah. So Camille is just like scratching and scratching and 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 scratching at the door. We get. We get a few like long crossfades that suggest a lot of time has passed. Yeah. Um, Camille is like it follows, you know. She just absolutely will not stop until you are dead. She doesn't Relentless. retreat. She doesn't yeah. like restrategize. Pity or remorse yeah. or no. fear. 
just goes, she's just sort of like bashing herself into this door until eventually like she she will get through it so jay meanwhile has been grabbing what sleep he can in the bathtub <laughs> it, but in the mo- but in the morning <laughs> This film is so intense. I hope we're describing adequately, like, how intense these ownings are. Like, he's barricaded himself in the bathroom in a desperate attempt to survive. Yeah. He's passed maybe eight hours searching (laughs) frantic sleep while the dog (laughs) tries to batter down the bathroom door so it can kill him. (laughs) But when he wakes up for the first time, silence. So he, he gingerly pokes open the door. Still silence. Mm-hmm. To reveal a house that has been destroyed, destroyed by the dog. It couldn't be more of a mess if a tornado had come through. Yeah. And there, but but there's no sign of, of Camille. His dad's beloved baseball mitt has been ruined yeah. by the dog. He can't see it. But then, then he does spot Camille. Camille is now asleep by a destroyed cushion. And this is the first point that this film does something that it does several times and absolutely kills me every single time, which is that it strongly, strongly implies that an owning scene has concluded. And then, <laughs> and then just like with a snap of the fingers, it just recommences with the same intensity as ever. Suddenly, there's a subliminal flash of the devil's face. <laughs> And Camille is back at full strength. So, so Camille, he finds Camille. She grows another health bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he finds Camille. He finds Camille asleep. Um, and One winged Cam- angel starts playing. <laughs> so Camille basically, um, Camille uh, sees an opportunity, grabs a wicker basket and puts it on top of Camille and sits on it. And you're like, okay. And Camille's like going absolutely ape inside yeah. this basket just like slamming against the side of it you know honestly rah, 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 rah. i think his best bet at this point is yeah. to kill the dog and throw it in the river if you if you can um so he's got the dog under the basket and you're thinking okay at this point some more of the film is going to happen but but no jay frantic jay quickly realizes that this basket is not gonna hold Camille. so he's he grabs duct tape and like while still sitting it's on it, he starts frantically duct taping the basket, the upturned basket, to the floor. Now, it's like when you, you hit Jason Voorhees with an oar, yes, and like he looks like he's unconscious, but you know it's not going to last. You know it's not going to take. Um, there's a close up of the side of this basket, and Camille's jaws are bursting through the gaps of this wicker <laughs> basket. Um, more duct tape, but it's not enough. Then Jay puts something heavy on the basket. Uh, it's like a big vase full of beads um i'm trying i'm trying to think of anything in any any horror film or anything that wants to kill someone as much as, as this much dog wants to kill jay. wants to kill jay yeah, yeah i mean even like ghostface stops for a bit yeah and, like even jason the- Voorhees walks slowly it follows yeah. walks slowly the xenomorph runs away when there's a bit of fire and you know has yeah. a think and comes back later you know this thing is just it's just relentless yeah 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 if he had a flamethrower Camille would run at him, melting, and and just and just just hope to be on him, biting him on fire. Yeah, it's like in the Terminator when Sarah Connor gets in the car and drives off, and the Terminator's like, "Catch up to you later." Yes, this dog would be like, "Not my watch." Now, and just chase <laughs> chase the car down the street, <laughs> get in the wheel somehow, bite the engine cable. <laughs> you know what? If you if you took the Terminator and edited out everything that wasn't the terminator 
like attacking Sarah Connor. That's yeah. what this film is like. <laughs> it's like the Terminator, but with no downtime at all. <laughs> that's a that's a machine designed specifically to kill Sarah Connor. <laughs> this is just a dog that's eaten a lot of spaghetti. <laughs> so it's dun, 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 dun. it's clearly dun, 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 it's dun, dun, clearly dun. time to kill Camille. But obviously, but Jay um. <laughs> What Jay does instead uh, is talk to, to uh, Tracy again. It's Tracy, isn't it? Is, the, is his, mm. is his uh, friend. Um, Tracy suggests abandoning Camille in the park and telling the Van Dusens where she is. Great, which is, great idea. Which is, yeah, not a, a pretty pretty solid idea. And so that Jay doesn't give away the fact that he accidentally dognapped the dog, use a voice disguiser. Like a, you know, like a proper kidnapper would. Yeah, like Ghostface from Scream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Jay gets this voice voice disguiser and he phones um, Principal Van Dusen. Principal Van Dusen again, by the way, is like playing on his... Playing on the distracting controller. Distracting controller. Um, again, it's yeah. distracting. Yeah. Oh, the, the, thing that, the thing that's wild about it is that it, it's... We know it's not like a first party controller for any major console because we would have recognised it. So, yeah. like, but nobody else is playing in no. his family... So it would be like if you bought a Dreamcast, uh-huh. threw away the controller that comes in the box, and bought an inevitably worse third-party controller, yeah. and just played with that instead. And just played with the controller. Maybe it just it doesn't have a screen at all. It just makes sounds. And Mr. Van Dusen... <laughs> it's a child's it, toy. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Van Dusen is just extremely... Yeah. Easily entertained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, maybe it's just colours and shapes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello? Good morning, Mr. Reduson. Who is this? I have your dog. Really? You've kidnapped our dog. No, 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 I I didn't kidnap it. You didn't kidnap the dog. That's funny. I thought that's what it was called when someone breaks into a house, steals a person's dog, then calls up with a disguised voice asking for a ransom. Mr. Reduson, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. I'm glad you took the dog. You can keep her. Don't even try to bring her back. And if I find you anywhere near my house with that dog, I'll have you arrested so fast, it'll make your head spin. Oh, and by the way, how's Camille doing without her medication? (laughs) So Jay makes this phone call with the voice changer, and he says, uh, you know, I have your dog. And Mr. Van Dusen is like, good, I'm glad you (laughs) took it. I hate that dog. I don't want it back. Oh, and by the way, how's she doing without her antipsychotic medication? Ha 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 ha. And then hangs up. <laughs> it's so good. I think that, yeah, this is one of my favourite scenes in the film. It's kind of like, I have your dog. Do you want the dog back? No. No. Idiot. You should. You it took, it you spends all worst, day owning me. You took the worst dog in the world. And so, now it's going to spend all day owning you, idiot. Yeah. So um, anyway, Jay, dispirited, gets off the phone to find. Oh, my God. Camille is free. <laughs> the basket is overturned. The mar- the marbles are scattered everywhere. Jay slips on them and takes like a huge back bump directly onto the marbles. Yeah, that's gonna slow him down in the future. Yeah. Um, he, but he can't he can't see Camille. He he very very nervously approaches a cupboard, a locked cupboard where he believes mm-hmm. Camille may be lying in wait. May have locked herself in there. Yeah. Um, the devil's face crossfades in. Camille is not in the cupboard, but on the cupboard, atop mm. atop it. Um, Jay looks up, Cam- Camille leaps down, 
Like a so, flying squirrel from like the top of the flying squirrel kind of glides into his throat and sort bites of like, him on the face. Yeah, like latches onto it, latches fully onto his face. Um now <laughs> now the actor who plays Jay is thrashing around with a sort of beanie baby dog on like clutched to his face and doing an amazing job. <laughs> So Camille is trying in earnest to tear Jay's throat out for real. Um, however, yeah. luckily he- Jay manages to fling Camille extremely hard across the room where she sort of thuds into <laughs> thuds into the floor, yeah. um, and he stumbles back into the bathroom. Into the ba- he he slams the bathroom door shut, and a yeah. second later, Camille's body impacts <laughs> on the door. <laughs> yeah. Full on, <laughs> full on psycho crusher kind and, of. Yeah, Camille just begins shredding the wood again. So Camille is already like made it maybe a third of the way through the door and and now Camille is just like back at it just yeah Jay has he's nowhere getting, to go he's getting so owned he looks at the clock in the bathroom and it's 6 20 p.m yeah uh we cut to the Van Dusen's house uh bye bye Camille says um Mr Van Dusen and he throws away all his allergy medication because he's allergic to dogs yeah his um, life begins now you yeah. know <laughs> there is another giant portrait of his father-in-law in the toilet facing the toilet <laughs> <laughs> which is just in case you thought you could relieve yourself and have a moment's respite. No. We cut back to Jay in the to- in his bathroom. It's half 11. He's been in there for over four hours. Well, he's he's like trying to read a magazine. Uh, and, you know, and then just bam, Camille is just like through the door. Um, like Jack Nicholson in The yeah, Shining style. The, this tiny Pomeranian dog head smashes through the door. The shot is a clear... Um, uh, tribute homage to The Shining, but I believe is genuinely more scary. I watched The Shining <laughs> quite recently. I watched it last Halloween, so it's sort of fresh in the mind. I genuinely think this is more scary. The dog's face is frightening. Like it's a frightening <laughs> yeah. little animatronic dog puppet face. So the dog bursts in and starts owning him in the bathtub. Yeah. So Camille like smashes Jay into the shower. Jay sort of tumbles <laughs> backwards. The cur the, the 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 curt the rail comes down and the and the curt the shower curtain comes down. Jay wrestles with a, a thrashing, snarling Camille and is able, just able, to to like wrap Camille in the shower curtain and like bind her up in the shower curtain. Yeah. And he's like So you think, Oh thank God. All right. Okay, we're gonna get a brief respite here because he's he's properly bound up the dog in the yeah. shower curtain. And Jay says, just to put a cap on this scene, I've gotta figure out what to do with you. Then Camille yeah. bursts free. She pinballs round the room. She Jay's, flies out across the room. Jay pours at the ground like a charging bull, and then brings him down with a bite to the leg. So at this point, Jay starts like screaming for real. It's like I'm pretty sure the director told Jay, well, told the actor playing Jay, like scream like you're dying. <laughs> you know, like yeah, make it really real. <laughs> So Camille sinks her teeth into Jay's leg. He falls. Camille is like thrashing, sort of worrying away at the at, at the leg, at the calf. Um, uh, Camille tears his jeans off at the knee. Uh, Jay once again, for the third time, stumbles into the bathroom. But of course, now there's a forgetting, huge hole in it. Forgetting Camille has a yeah. hole now. Um, so of course, uh, Camille is through that hole in like one microsecond. <laughs> 
said, owning him again. <laughs> owning him again. Jay tries to like smash his way out of the bathroom window, um, but Camille has Jay's foot. Um, luckily for Jay, uh, the shoe comes away. Um, and Jay sort of like falls bloodied out of the window, <laughs> like, you know, tumbles a few feet into yeah. into his own back garden, like kind of limps away from the house like the final girl. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, Camille continues to smash herself against the window. <laughs> he looks back and Camille's just like, thud, boom, thud, boom, thud. Oh, it's so it's so God, it's exa- good. It's exhausting just recapping. <laughs> yeah, but it's so good. But so. Jay's troubles aren't over because up pulls a jeep containing his brother Mike, who is early. Um, he sees Jay's missing trouser leg. They have an argument about socks, and then he throws him his bag, um, which has the name C. Woolsey written on it, which isn't his name. <laughs> um, just stole someone else. I think he might be lying about being at Military Academy. I, don't know. <laughs> I think the props department was like... I'm not stenciling a bag. <laughs> I've got this one in, in a warehouse. Yeah. I've got this one from Saving Private Ryan. You can have this one. Yeah. Change the character name. I'm not I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, he's like, don't go in the house. But um, Mike isn't ha- having any of it. He walks in and sees the ruined home. I can explain, says Jay. I'll kill you, screams uh, Mike, the elder brother. And then he starts chasing him, presumably with the intention of killing him. I mean, at this point, Jay has spent a solid 25 minutes of this film being chased by things that want to kill him. 25 screen minutes. I think at this point it's 24 Mm. full hours, like, running for his life. His shattered nerves. Can't take Uh, much more of it. Mike calls uh, Jay a little meat stain several times, Mm. which is a really horrible thing. (laughs) Unpleasant image. Really unpleasant. Um, But he stopped... stops chasing because he takes he takes a back bump off the marbles he lands on his back yeah and then he hears the barking in the distance <laughs> what was that he says jay slowly approaches the cupboard above the fridge and then the cupboard springs open and like a missile camille <laughs> fires across the room straight for mike's face <laughs> see there's nothing in there okay yeah see <laughs> <laughs> I have to be realistic. There's actually no way we can describe how good this shot looks. You're going to have to watch it. Maybe we can like put just that second on Instagram or or something, yeah. but like it's it's the best shot of the film and I thought quite a lot about how they will have done this. And and I I don't think this is how they did it, but this is what it looks like is so it's kind of shot like from side on. This whole thing's in profile. Mike is stood maybe like 10 feet away from this kitchen cabinet, like a good distance. Mm-hmm. The kitchen cabinet, which is like slightly above head height, opens. And it's like someone from the film was hiding inside the cupboard with a powerful T-shirt cannon. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, is, and has fired a powerful T-shirt cannon straight into the actor's face. Because this sort of white furry bundle just sort of shoots there's no drop off in the in the flight mm-hmm. right it's like completely horizontal travel yeah such as straight speed. from cupboards to face there's a kind of like there's a sound effect like a kind of <laughs> <Like that. laughs> and camille just impacts mike's face so brilliantly I mean, mike hits the deck with camille 
thrashing on his face. He's being owned so hard He's in being the owned face. So hard. Jay sees this, knows that Mike is as good as dead. And Mike is gone. Mike, if Mike is gone, forget Mike. Jay doesn't even try to help. Jay runs into a cupboard and slams the door behind him. However, Mike is able to yank Camille off of his face uh, and also stumbles into the cupboard. Uh, and they sort of both hide trembling in there together. Why else would I have the Van Dusen's dog? Yeah, well, you know what? I'm not taking responsibility for that stupid pooch, okay? Now you get out there and clean up that mess. I'm not helping. Get out there and subdue that dog. Go! I think at this point we have to assume that the medication was for, like, suppressing dog superpowers or something. <laughs> yeah. Because this dog has some supernatural abilities. It can fly. Yep. <laughs> it can bring down... A, it's a tiny dog. It, it can bring down... the human's voice. <laughs> it can conjure the face of dev- the devil. <laughs> I think it wasn't so much like medication as something that the Van Dusens had a witch make. Yeah. Like some sort of poultice that must be regularly applied. Like a ring of salt <laughs> that, keeps, that keeps the spirit... That like possesses Camille somewhere. It's around the Van Dusen house. If you take it out of the home, that's yes. it. That's it. Oh, God. That's it. So they're in the cupboard, they're hiding. Um Mike uh pushes Jay out and is like, hey. He says you, you've got to take responsibility. Get out there and subdue that dog. <laughs> and so we stay on Mike in the closet and we just hear the sound of Jay yeah. getting owned. It's so good. The sub the subtitle literally so Jay is pushed out into the Camille kitchen. We don't see it, but the subtitle just says ripping sound. <laughs> and like, you're like, okay, well, Jay's dead. <laughs> but he's but he's not dead. He sort of, he comes back in and, and uh, the ripping was actually more of his trousers being kind yeah. of shredded and torn away. So Mike is like, okay, all right, Jay, watch how a real man handles this. Uh, and then heads out into the kitchen himself the camera stays on jay this time and the subtitles just say mike screaming (laughs) (laughs) there's the sound of him being owned he crawls up to the door and then is dragged back oh my god like in the evil dead he's being dragged down into the cellar Uh, what this okay what this shot really reminded me of um you know the beginning of jurassic park like the prologue scene the very opening it's got like a park worker they're bringing in the raptors uh, yeah. and the the park worker is kind of like got by a raptor and you don't see the raptor but what you see is the 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 dude who gets got being like bodily dragged extremely fast round yeah. a corner like by his legs and he's got yeah. like the hands briefly grasp for the for the corner for the for the door for the edge of the the, the metal thing and it, the structure but he's just like he's gone yeah it, it's like that it's it's so choice. <laughs> Jay bursts out of the of the closet, and um, Mike is, is stood on a glass coffee table. He takes another huge um, back bump off the marbles. Yeah. The dog uh, leaps at them. Uh, Jay opens an umbrella, and the dog sort of bounces off. Uh, they keep it at bay with a dustbuster for a bit, but then the batteries die. And I should point out that it's, they're not they're not playing like this is a sort of lighthearted. Whoa, this wacky dog is is messing with us. This is. It's like genuine fear and distress yeah, in it, these actors. It's like Jay and Mike are going to die. 
when they it's so good like the, the, they the relief on their faces when they turn on this dustbuster and camille like briefly backs away like kind of like slightly intimidated it's like oh my oh god, god we've done it we, we might, found we might see another morning we, we found the weakness they're, they're like joaquin phoenix pouring water over an alien you know it's like <laughs> we've done it we can win this war and then when the batteries die it's so good camille just like advances just like with such purpose yeah. so jay I mean, jay looks at the dustbuster hurls the dustbuster at camille like you do when you fire all your bullets and there's no bullets so you throw the gun mm-hmm. um uh, and shouts fetch now camille yeah. runs to the little vacuum cleaner the dustbuster she grabs the dustbuster and she's like um yeah. oh think you can knock me out do you well the only person who can do that is me and then she runs full tilt into the into the counter and knocks herself unconscious in like the most ballsy move <laughs> i mean that it's just like pff, watch this bam unconscious bam, like that um i think it's also the ballsiest move in the direction of the film because you would have to be banking on eisner having the engine running you know because you're like well i've included in my disney channel original movie a scene where a dog like smashes its head into a kitchen island and appears to die and appears to die and there is a shot of camille's body still all like lying all twisted up and still and just the leg twitching with in a kind of sort of like nervous death response neurons firing one last time yeah exactly the rest of the film is just camille imagining imagining how this owning would continue (laughs) was she alive (laughs) oh camille can't die um so Michael Camille is like, what's sorry, what's yeah. that on the monitor? It looks a lot like. Where's the film, Michael? Where's the film, Michael? Um, I, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get it. I just, it looks a bit like the. <laughs> I'm tapping my watch, Michael. <laughs> Mickey taps the watch, and the watch is the Mickey Mouse watch. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the Mickey Mouse on the watch is also tapping. The, watch. <laughs> the high rollers table of the castle pilot is going to wait all night, Michael. <laughs> All right, just hand over what you got. Yeah, the dog the dog isn't, like, dead, dead, is it? No, you know what? I don't want to know. Air it. <laughs> if I don't know, I Do can't know, get in trouble. The less I know, the better. Here, I'm giving you the keys to the Disney Channel. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what I told Donald Duck. The less I know, the better. <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, Camille yeah. is, is still breathing. Yeah, Mike sort of... Uh, um, does a bit of like field medicine on Camille and detects, yeah, still yeah. breathing. And Mike he says, says "Wow, wow, Jay, the way you took those ownings uh, yeah. really impressed me. You'd make a great soldier." Yeah, uh, he says, "You really saved my skin back there." And Jay is momentarily pleased, but then Mike says, "Yeah, good qualities in a soldier." And Jay's like, "Oh no, more military nonsense in my." Well, life. he says, "You think well on your feet, and you keep a cool head under pressure," which is in direct. <laughs> contradiction of everything we've seen for the last 20 minutes yeah. of him getting owned and screaming <laughs> and stumbling again and again into the bathroom that he knows will not protect him because Camille can and will and has and must get through that door if he can't yeah if he can't keep one dog at bay how's he going to fight America's enemies at home and abroad well exactly exactly okay so now um, we see the principal again uh, he's playing his video game once more mm-hmm. but now who should walk in but the father-in-law dressed the in the pictures dressed exactly like he is in all of the in this oil painting photograph thing which is brilliant he goes and stands next to it looking exactly the same like that bit in hot fuzz 
or yeah, yeah, yeah. the IT crowd. It's one of my favourite visual jokes. Yeah, yeah, whenever, yeah. <laughs> whenever anyone does it. But he's here to make Mr. Van Dusen find the dog, whatever it takes. He says, make my daughter happy or I'll find a competent headmaster for my school. Eliza called me distraught. She loves that dog. As do we all, sir. <laughs> I'll cut right to the chase, Ward. Find that dog, whatever it takes. Eliza wants to win that dog show. Make my daughter happy or I'll find a competent headmaster for my school. The kind of hiring and firing at the school is a little mysterious because the, the principal is the founder. Mm hmm. Which, which and he's become he's become fantastically wealthy from owning this school. <laughs> this school that I guess it doesn't charge fees because yeah. Jay goes to it and says yeah. that he can't afford the fees for yeah. Other it's just schools. a normal school. It's not like a fancy yeah. pants academy or anything. Also, if you, I mean, okay, a can you just found a high school? Is that something that <laughs> you can like? Hey everyone, I found a high school. I, I, I'm making a high. I'm making a high school. Everyone, come down. Yeah. Hey y'all, give me your kids for six hours come, a day. Come on down if you want a degree. <laughs> they'll get an they'll get an education. I've got myself a high school. Yeah. And okay, so I don't know if you can do that. I'm definitely not sure that having like retired from the teaching profession, you can like appoint your son in law the new principal. I don't think it's like mm. a, an inherited <laughs> position. <laughs> But whatever. Yeah. So he, he he threatens Principal Van Dusen for do whatever it takes. Uh, my daughter wants to win a dog show. Yeah, kind of threatens him with being fired. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Military Mike back at home is like, okay, let's call the Van Dusens and tell them to come and get their dog. And the reason for that is that Jay has told a little lie. Um, Jay has uh, said that he's looking after the Van Dusen's dog as a favour to them. He's not told Mike that he's effectively dognapped Camille. So, uh, Jay kind of sneaks around the corner uh, and places a sort of voice changer call again to the principal, who now wants the dog back. Uh, and they agree to meet at 4pm at the ice rink. Um, but not before Principal Van Dusen panic panics on the phone, thinking he's talking to a dog napper, says, I'll give you $5,000. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Van Dusen. Oh, it's you. Yeah. I'm going to leave your dog in the park. Well, what do you want? $2,000? Because that's all she's worth, really. No. For less than I would have. Would you have mine? Okay. Okay. 5000 He's at the park. Let's meet at the ice skating rink. Four o'clock. But uh, Mike thinks that Mr. Van Dusen should give them money anyway to pay for the damages to the house yeah. caused by yeah. by the dog and they're, um, they're driving to the ice rink having a chat about whether or not the van dusen's do owe them money uh and you're thinking well it's only been about 45 seconds since the last owning scene ended <laughs> <laughs> a so, low growling comes from the back of the car <laughs> and she's waking up it's the worst case scenario camille wakes up in the car while you're driving like the dog it, it's going nuts in the back of the car uh, it, they scream they dive out of the moving car <laughs> yeah, they like swerve. um the terror is palpable yeah uh it's like you know like the killer on the back seat like you know that's the sort of trope that we're working mm -hmm. with here i think so they're yeah. like they just have to stop the car they, they spill out camille doesn't try to kill them camille just sprints furiously into the distance like just Bam, just off. Camille is just gone. Yeah. Um, Mike is understandably annoyed, uh, but not understandably, abandons Jay at this point, says, hey, Jay, I'm going home because I really want to have a nap. So y you, this dog thing is your responsibility. You wander the town and find this runaway killer yeah. dog. 
or you've got to tell Mr. Van Dusen that you lost it. Mm. So Mr. Van Dusen is at the park ice ring. He's waiting. He goes up to a skater and starts sort of running. He's not wearing skates. He's like running alongside this skater. He says, do we have business to take care of? Doggy business. <laughs> Good afternoon. Hi. Do we have business to take care of? What kind of business? Doggy business. Which... I mean, <laughs> there's a there's only one way to interpret what he's, <laughs> what he's saying. <laughs> Thankfully, the man looks at him askance and then skates off, yeah. um, which is the best if, outcome. You have to assume if he tries it on a hundred people at the ice rink, yeah, statistically, someone's going to be like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm down for doggy business. <laughs> Uh, then Mr. Van Dusen falls over because he's the best character. Yeah. Uh, and then he sort of flails around in the ice. And then we get a really weird transition to uh, Jay's home. He's not found the dog. No. Mike is watching the all-military TV set that they have that only gets the military channels. Um, and he's mad that Jay didn't get any money from Mr. Van Dusen. So he's going to call him up. Um, and Jay's like, no, then- because Jay obviously doesn't want Mike calling up because Mike because Jay's yeah. kid, uh, dog-napped Camille. Yeah. So then they sort of tussle over the phone and then Mike starts owning... <laughs> Jay, yeah. Stop, uh, that's my drawing hand. He screams. <laughs> He's crushing his hand. God, Mike. It's your brother. Mate. It's your brother, dude. So Jay confesses all. And yeah. by all, I mean confesses the thing about the stolen presentation. Evil Ronnie, who you may remember from the part of this film that wasn't dog owning. It wasn't about dog ownings. Um... Uh, you know, and and also that like Camille followed Jay home, and and and, and that uh, and that he's been doing this voice changer thing as well. Yeah, Mike is very unimpressed. He says you're going to get crushed at Starkwell. I don't yeah. want to go to Starkwell. I want to study art. Says Jay. Art is for people who think they're better than everyone else. Says Mike, <laughs> which is quite the position. Man, enough with the Starkwell stuff already. I don't want to go to Starkwell. I don't want the same things you want, Mike. I want to study art. Art is for people who think that they're better than everyone else. And I'll tell you something else, little brother. If it wasn't for the military, people wouldn't even be able to waste their time with art because there wouldn't be any freedom. Also, if it wasn't for the military battling America's enemies at home and abroad, people wouldn't even be able to waste their time with art because there wouldn't be any freedom, he says. (laughs) That is the line, because there wouldn't be any freedom. Yeah. So, uh, Jay and Mike fight. It gets emotional. The dad, dad's death is sort of brought brought into it. Um, yeah. Jay says Jay There's generational trauma. Exactly. Jay Jay recalls a memory where where he went to Mike where, when he was about seven years old and Dad had, had recently died and, and was scared and had a nightmare and and Mike shoved Jay out of his bed and said you need to toughen up and not to be a crybaby. So Mike, uh, who's always felt like he's given his little brother the tough love he needs, is now starting to question. Oh wait, am I a total asshole? Actually, <laughs> yeah, I think he's realised that he might be a total asshole. Yeah, so he's gonna. He says he's gonna call Mister Van Dusen and get to the bottom of the stolen presentation. He's nice now. Yeah, exactly. That's um, all it took. He's actually getting like kind of reckless because um, Mike's. Yeah, uh, he's he's like. Let's do a crime. He's like, let's do. It. He's like, you know what? If we can't solve this, he's gone way too far. The other <laughs> yeah, way. yeah, he's overcorrected. So anyway, so Mike phones. Mike phones the principal at first, uh, and you know, just basically, you know, as himself, no voice changer, accuses him of presentation stealing, and just gets stonewalled in the same way. So then Mike is like, all right, okay, I suggest we do crime then, Jay, uh, and says, let's get the ransom for. He says, for family honor. Mm. Uh, but we're going to do it the army way, strictly covert. 
Yes. So there is there is now a plan from Mike and Jay to <laughs> to do crime. This <laughs> is crime, but army style. Army. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that war crime? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so we cut to the school. Um, Jay is told to report to Mr. Van Dusen's office. Uh, my dog is missing, he says, and I want to talk to you about it. Jay starts to apologise, but it turns out that Mr. Van, D- Van Dusen actually wants Jay, as the president of the student council, to coordinate a poster campaign offering a $5,000 reward for Camille. Mm. Uh, but the plan is that whoever brings the dog back is the dog napper themselves, and thus they will be re- arrested. And yep. he wants 300 signs up by tonight. No excuses. So at this point, the plot is getting quite complicated because Principal Van Dusen is trying to organize, orchestrate a sting operation to catch the dog napper and has, and has accidentally brought Jay into his confidence regarding Despite Jay plans. being the dog napper. Yeah. So Jay is kind of like an inside man now in the... It, yeah. yeah. It's like the Departed or... Yeah. <laughs> it is like the Departed. So, um... So Mike calls up Principal Van Dusen and says, "If you want, if you want your dog back, go to Mrs. B's Bakery at 4 p.m. and buy a sheet cake, uh, and the sheet cake should have itsy bitsy spider on it, and there's a few more instructions as well." Here's what we're gonna do, okay? Just so there's no confusion or mix-ups. I want you to meet me at um, Mrs. B's Bakery. At exactly four o'clock. Uh, come on, no cops. I want you to purchase a large sheet cake and have them write on it the itsy bitsy spider. At this this point, we sort of cut between um, the sort of student council nerds making the three hundred posters yeah. um, and Mr. Van Dusen going to the bakery and sort of holding this cake and uh, trying to entice people into admitting they're a dog napper. Um, and then there's a, a quite pointless but quite sweet scene where um, the two nerds, Bill and Andy, are put in charge of putting <laughs> oh, yeah. the putting the posters out, and they're so like proud and they really want to do a good job, and they're just <laughs> terrible at it. And it doesn't add anything to the film, but it is quite sweet. It's quite sweet. Also, so Jay has been tasked with making 300 posters, which he sort of has to do, but he has to screw it up because he doesn't want. Camille yeah. to be found. Camille, remember exactly. at this point, is still missing. Is lost. So Jay, Jay's solution is to yeah recruit Bill and Andy, the famously most incompetent children in the world, to do it. <laughs> so they put up Bill and Andy. They sort of you know they put up some posters in the car wash. They, they sort of they're so earnest. They're like, wow, this will be a real good, good place to put a poster because everyone goes through here real slow when they get the car wash. Yeah. Man, Bill, you're so smart. I wish I could have thought of that. And then a second oh, later, it gets oh washed no, off the wall. The oh, beans. Oh, away. no. I got washed away. Oh, beans. <laughs> and, then, and then they put the box with the 298 other posters in on top of a dumpster <laughs> and then go to affix one to a telegraph pole. And they're like, wow, Bill, that's some real good work. We've really... And in the background, Thanks, you just Andy. see the dumpster being dumped into the back of a trash. <laughs> truck and then they chase after the truck going no hey, wait come back <laughs> oh, oh two our beans oh, oh no oh, no, boy, no. Oh, man oh geez months of planning and no babies <laughs> yeah it's it's good it's, it's good. good it's a pointless scene but it's yeah, fun it adds yeah it's, it's not funny. a pointless scene that is boring yeah like, which is mostly what you get in yeah. DCOMs. so then we have a shot of jay and mike Stuffing a oh whole turkey and a load of offal into a duffel bag. 
They fill a bag with meat and then drag it behind their car. Well, 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 well. When you see them filling a bag with meat, it's not clear what they're doing. But my first thought, maybe this is more about me than anything else. My first thought was, the plan is to drop it off a building to fake Camille's death. (laughs) Like, we put a load of cooked meat in a bag. It's a load of exploded meat and canvas on Main Street. <laughs> yeah, drop, drop it off a skyscraper and say, oh no, Camille fell, fell in a bag. Look, open it up. There's what's left. It's all mushed up now. Well, so. But, but that's not the plan. The plan is. Mike and Jay are dragging this bloody bag of meat behind their car. <laughs> uh, a load of dogs are chasing the bag of meat. Yeah, but they, none they, of them are Camille. They So they have caused about 15 other dogs to leave their homes this is starting to look suspicious says mike of them dragging a canvas bag full of bloody meat behind their car (laughs) yes mike it is it looks like they're executing a dog (laughs) it looks like yeah they've got a mafia informant in a bag (laughs) they're killing him Yeah, so, so um, but then they go. They see Camille standing at the side of the road with another dog. Yep, uh, Camille, <laughs> using her dog superpower of flight, jumps onto the meat bag. Um, but then, as Mike and Jay celebrate this, a series of unlikely things happen. Uh, the dog goes flying, lands on a trampoline, and is now vanished forever. <laughs> <laughs> so the rope, the rope. Can is... you explain what happens here? Because I, I, okay, I, I can give it a go. I can give okay. it a go. Okay, so Camille is hooked onto the bag that's trailing yeah. behind the jeep. They the bloody swer- bag full of meat. Yeah, they swerve and the rope uh, ends up yeah. wrapped around a tree. So the, the mm-hmm. meat bag kind of goes wee, 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 round and round and round, uh, like maypoles around a tree. When it, hit, when it runs out of slack, it fires Camille onto a trampoline. She bounces straight up and down in the air three times and then yeah. scuds along the ground sideways out of sight and is gone. So Camille is I mean, lost. Ha- <laughs> she she flew off a. Yeah. I mean, she's a bright white dog. Yeah. She flew off a trampoline, and Mike's like, "Well, lost the, forever." The direction of travel is the wildest thing. Like she flies sideways onto a trampoline. When she hits the trampoline, she starts bouncing up and down <laughs> vertically with no horizontal travel. Yeah. She does that three times, and then on the third downward bounce, pings off to the side again, <laughs> with even more momentum than she arrived with. Yeah, uh, and you know, it's just like boosh, sort of like rolls. He's gone. I think Mike it's the is, mystifying yeah. power of Satan. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you pause it, you can see Satan there. Anyway, next scene: Mister Van Dusen is on the phone to his father-in-law. He's playing on the game controller. Yeah. He says he'll have the dog by Friday. Then he hangs up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the phone rings. Uh, he picks it up again, and it's Mike. And then Mister Van Dusen throws the controller into the fire. <laughs> so that was your last chance to ID it, folks. Um. <laughs> Now, Mike, at this point, because they don't actually have Camille, they're having they're just to play stalling for, for time. Yeah, yeah, they're stalling for time and setting up a series of comedy fake uh, hostage handovers. Um, and this one is to take place in uh, the bowling alley. And Mike says to Principal Van Dusen, hey, does your wife have a frilly robe and fluffy slippers? Uh, uh, and it says you've got to go to the bowling alley. Well, of course she does. She's a woman. Yeah, they all do. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's got to go to the bowling alley. He's got to bowl 10 straight gutter balls in a row. 
10 and frames of gutter balls. T- 10 frames of gutter balls, you're right. Yeah. He's got to do 10 frames of gutter balls in a frilly robe and fluffy slippers. When he's done that, Mike tells him over the phone, um, the next ball that comes out through the sort of ball retrieval machine will have a note that tells you where to find the dog. However, this is all a play for time. So we. So he, to, does, he, he does, does do this. that. We cut to him doing that. Yeah. And then the ball comes back with no note. And so Mr. Van Dusen pushes his head into the ball return, screaming about the note, and then a yeah. ball smashes his face in. <laughs> Actually, from the look on his, from the look of his face later, several balls in quick succession. <laughs> so we um, anyway, we cut to Camille trying to kill a child in a backyard. Yeah, the child yeah, that's is right. Very yeah. obviously distressed. Yeah, uh, there's there's a, it's a little girl, if I remember correctly. She's like hiding in her treehouse while Camille is, you know, just waiting chewing through the tree or something tear her to pieces so jay, yeah. jay and mike run up they they get a net a pool net uh, and trap camille under the net now as you know this would not hold camille not for a second no. but God, no. in a shocking twist camille is nice now to the relief of the little girl in the treehouse um, uh, i get i guess all she needed was to burn off some energy says jay um she needed to just chill out and be a regular dog for a while i think she's i think she's blood sated I think what's happened is she's... I mean, actually, mm-hmm. we will find out what's happened, won't we? <laughs> like, in retrospect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. true. We'll, we'll come to it. We'll come to it, yeah. Um, so, they've got Camille now, and also Camille is now placid. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Principal Van Dusen, uh, having had his face smashed in in a, in a, <laughs> in a ball return, balls. Uh, He's got three marks on his face in the arrangement of bowling ball holes. Which oh so you think it's like one ball that oh you know yeah what? but there's that makes I sense. don't know if I it thought would... he, I thought I thought each one was an impact mark from oh, one okay. bowling ball I think it's meant to be the holes but I don't think if a bowling ball hit you in the face it would leave burn marks in the shape of the, the holes I, mean, I guess face. it depends how hard it hits you and how yeah, hot the ball I is I suppose um but yeah yeah so it, he's there with yeah. the police at his house they're ready to catch this kidnapper um Jay walks into the police nerve center. Mr. Van Dusen wants 300 new posters with the police hotline number on them. Mm. Uh, the telephone rings and the police start a trace. Yes. Um, and so Jay needs to rush and tell Mike that the call is being traced, but he can't because there's a girl on the payphone and she's doing the thing that all um, sort of middle-aged decom writers do when they want to have an annoying um, young person on the phone, which is going, no way, no way, no way, no way, no way, no way. It's the, it's the joke that's yeah. always funny. Yeah. And n- never stops being funny. Like, totally whatever. Excuse me. No way. No way. Excuse, excuse me, are you going to be long? Because I have to make a really important point. Are you serious? No way. No way. Really? No way. No way, no way, no way. Uh, so anyway, Mike eventually does get onto the phone, and it, and at this point it's weird. It's like there's kind of been a sort of genre shift into like it's like the wire. He's like, yeah. "Hang up, Mike. There's a trace on the line. So Mike, the trace." So Mike slams. Yeah, the, we nearly got string a bell. Yeah. <laughs> so Mike slams the phone down <laughs> at one minute and fifty nine seconds, and they needed two minutes to get the trace. Yeah, right. It's yeah, it was Damn. a photo finish. So when um, you walk through the garden. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> gotta keep the devil just out of shot. <laughs> gotta keep the devil. <laughs> We're down in the hole. <laughs> so, so, um, uh, Jay and Mike kind of reconvene at home. Um, <laughs> Mike finds 
Jay finds Mike like hiding in a bush outside the house, like yeah. basically ready to flee if the cops show up. <laughs> um, Jay tells Mike, if we get arrested, I'll take all the blame. And we- Mike says, hey. Yeah. We're in this together. Also, Jay, you can't do that. If you get arrested, if you get arrested, and two of you have done a crime, you can't take all the blame. <laughs> like, you can't be like, you know what? I'm going to take all the blame for these crimes. If that's okay. Yeah, but we. I mean, we saw your your brother there doing the crime. No, too. no, I know he did it. Yeah, I but I. But yeah, yeah. I'm taking the blame for us. But both. I would like to take the blame. I would like to do his jail sentence as well. Yeah, please, as well as mine. If that's okay. Thanks. I would take 100% of the blame. He can have noughts and just walk free. <laughs> he, sh- he shot two people. Yeah, but yeah, I'm taking the yeah, blame. Yeah, but I'm taking the blame. So, and you have to try me mm. as a minor. So, <laughs> checkmate. Damn, I guess you both walk free. <laughs> so anyway. Oh that- my God, they shot Mr. Van Dusen. <laughs> they have a plan. We're not really Jay told- has a plan. Jay has a plan. Um, we're not immediately told what the plan is, but we find out so soon that we may as well just tell you. The plan is to do a reverse heist. Uh, they're going to do a re- that, so they're going to go to the Van Dusen house and they are going to reverse heist Camille back into the pool house. Yeah, they're basically going to frame Ronnie Van Dusen for the dog napping. Yes. Um, Mike is wearing an unconvincing uh, white fake mustache. Yes. Uh, which... What do you think of my disguise? He says. It looks like you cut it off the dog. Says Jay. I did. Says Mike. <laughs> That's that scene. That's that. <laughs> He cut some hair off the dog and put it on his face. So there's a brief clip of planning. Uh, Jay has drawn out like a heist plan on some paper. Uh, He's drawn it in with like felt tips and stuff. And it's a really good uh, illustration. And Mike says, wow, good drawing, bro. And this is how you know that they are like the two of them are coming together. They're bonded. They're bonded. And Mike acknowledges that maybe art isn't just for people who think they're better than everyone else. So (laughs) the plan is such a wild position. The plan is for Jay to sneak through the backyards and Mike to distract Ronnie by pretending to be a reporter from BMX magazine. (laughs) Which is great until until the very first thing that happens, (laughs) which is Jay goes to climb a fence, slips, puts his foot through the fence and then, from nowhere, then, another he house... Probably, he probably thought there weren't any more dog owners. Another house releases an Alsatian called Suggs that just sprints at him. It just wants to kill Jay. <laughs> There's genuine terror and distress from Jay. He starts screaming again. Um, but luckily he manages to escape through the fence before he can be owned. <laughs> yeah, this Alsatian, Suggs the Alsatian doesn't have the, like, uh, supernatural burst of speed that Camille can put on. Meanwhile, not Mike is doing his part, which is knocking on the pool house door. Uh, little Ronnie comes out. He tells Ronnie that he's a reporter from BMX yep. magazine. Uh, and he's dressed like the Joker. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, tells him, tells Ronnie uh, that he wants to interview him. And that if he does this interview, he could win a, a free BMX bike. And Ronnie, yeah. I mean, Ronnie just loves BMX. Um, yeah. And all He's he has like, to you do... get a free BMX bike for giving a real kid's review. Yep. <laughs> wait, wait, how did you know I like BMX bikes? Well, you do subscribe to the magazine, don't no, you? No, no, I don't. I get my issues up the street. Okay, well, you know what? If you're not interested in getting a free BMX bike for writing a real kid's review, that's okay. No, actually, I I'm interested. I... The bike. What do I do? Get the bike. Well... Just answer a few questions for us to see if you qualify, okay? All Mike has to do is fake a series of trivia questions um, to see if Ronnie is eligible to to write a real 
kids review or something. Really However, have a BMX bike. Mike has not prepared even a little and doesn't know anything about bicycles. <laughs> so the first question he asks, winging it, is what does BMX stand for? Good question. Yeah, good question. Um, well, yeah. Ronnie says the answer, and I, I genuinely yeah. did not know this. Um, the answer Ronnie gives, and I can only assume this is accurate, is bicycle motocross. Yeah. Is bicycle that what BMX mo- stands moto- for? Motocross, yeah. Now, it's like a, a bicycle motocross bike. I don't... Okay. I, d- I don't mean this as a dig at anyone who does BMX, but having found out that it stands for bicycle motocross, I like it less because it sounds like a bicycle version of motocross. <laughs> Well, that's right? what it is, isn't it? I yeah. know that's what it is, but like, why would you invite a comparison to motocross? Just be like, it's the it's the sickest bicycling in the world. It's like, just but call it, it extreme bike. Or it's stupid as well because bicycles were invented before motocross bikes, and motocross yeah. bikes should be called moto moto bicycles. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they should. <laughs> they should <laughs> rather than. But we already have a word for what a BMX is. It's bike. Yeah, right. Don't or call bicycle. it bicycle motocross because it sounds like a kind of motocross where there's no cool engine and you don't go as fast and you have to like mm. push the bike yourself with pedals it doesn't well, sound why else good. why do you think they call it bmx it would... so no one makes that comparison <laughs> realizes how much worse it is it's like it's like if i don't know it's like if you didn't want to do formula one but instead you were racing like a flintstones car or something it's like <laughs> it's like don't invite don't invite the comparison we call it Formula Foot. <laughs> it's good. Do you want to watch it? Or, oh, get, no, yeah, watching the ones with the engines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I no they it. are pretty loud and fast. It's, yeah, yeah. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so well, tell tell your friends. Maybe some of the, no, they yeah. weren't. Okay, no, that's cool. Anyway, I that's no cool. longer think BMX is as cool as I thought it was. Luckily, I thought it was extremely cool. So this hasn't. I still think it's pretty cool. While they're doing this comedy bit about BMX magazine. Um, Jay sneaks in through the window uh, mm-hmm. of, the, of the pool house and places a call from Ronnie's landline to the principal, who is in the main building of the palatial Van Dusen house with yeah. in, in a sort of police nerve center. So he, he yeah. phones with the voice changer and says, oh, go to this place, such and such and such, knowing that a trace is going to be done. The trace is done. Jay does not break the connection on purpose. Then Jay we said... Get a, we get a shot of... Um ronnie's phone here did you notice it has a small sticker that just says bmx in block in block <laughs> yes, letters I, did. I, did. I think that i think that sticker i think they asked the props department to come up with something to cover a logo all oh, right okay. and the, and like i don't know it said like siemens or something and, and like the, and the prop department is like i don't know man i just i'm not stenciling a bag and i'm not putting any more thought into this what's he like bmx I can just imagine in the fiction of the universe, Ronnie with one of those little label makers. Yeah, it's like it's it's like that kind of it's like an office supplies label. Oh, it's just typing out BMX, just BMX, put and putting on it on phone. his landline phone, so that when I'm on the phone, I remember that much. I I remember like bicycle, that I bicycle, bicycle motocross, oh. <laughs> bicycle motocross. So Jay and Camille in the pool house say an emotional goodbye. Um, Jay says, "You be good, okay?" And Camille does a little poor wave goodbye <laughs> then jake climbs out through the window and gives gives this gives the signal to mike around the corner which is caw-caw, caw-caw. and yes. that's the signal for mike to be like all right oh ronnie actually you know what you don't win but here have some free bmx magazines anyway got to go by the trace finishes uh they realize that the call is coming from inside the house yes um 
so they all look to the pool house. Yep. Uh, Jay and Mike, meanwhile, escape. Um, and Ronnie is he's back in the pool house. He's on his bed. He notices the voice changer on the phone just as in walks Mr. Van Dusen mm-hmm. uh, and the grandfather and his wife. They all see the dog uh, and everyone is furious at Ronnie. Hello. Hello, indeed. Oh, hey, you found Camille. We certainly did. And I, for one, am speechless. My own son. I would never have guessed. Oh, is my little baby all right? This what you're going to do with the money? Buy a BMXer I already said you couldn't have? First of all, stop calling it a BMXer. That's not what it is. And second of all, what are you talking about? Don't play innocent with us, young man. Kidnapping your own mother's dog. How low can you get? I'd say the apple doesn't fall very far from the tree, Ward. What I think is so funny about this, obviously for the plot, it's important that Ronnie ends up framed so that Ronnie mm-hmm. gets his comeuppance and the film has a satisfying ending. But it does yeah. not make a lick of sense <laughs> that the parents and the police would walk, it would burst into the pool house, find Ronnie with the dog and like accuse Ronnie of the kidnap. Luckily, the scene ends there before Ronnie can say even anything, because <laughs> let's not forget, Ronnie has a flawless alibi. He was with the he was with <laughs> yeah, them both right. the night that Camille the went, missing. The went missing. They were at the Peterson like awards thing. The film made it very clear. Oh, yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, well, like, maybe he paid the little hockey mast boy to steer it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. On his behalf. He's in league. We believe there was yeah. a, a third, a third, a third party. man. A third man. <laughs> A third man we're ident- we're calling Hockey Mask. <laughs> but yeah, we cut to Jay giving a speech about making the town more accessible. Um, yep. uh, the father-in-law character is there with a the plaque. Um, Jay won the scholarship because in light of Ronnie's disgrace, they reopened the competition. Yep. So now Jay will be attending Peterson on a full scholarship. Uh, his mum is proud. Mike is proud. They all hug. Um, the father-in-law has returned to his position as headmaster. I, you, can't, and- I don't, you can't do that. <laughs> if you've left the school, if you're no longer a member of the faculty, you can't, well, you can't install your son-in-law as principal and then you definitely can't fire him and yeah. retake his place at will. And he's sort of, yeah, Mr. Van Dusen is now his secretary and he sort of adopted um, Jay as a sort of favoured son. I'll make a short speech about the promise of the future. Then you will introduce our keynote speaker, Nurse Ketchum. You buzzed, sir? Yes, Ward. I'd like another orange soda with less ice this time, and another root beer for Mr. Martin. That's it for that's it for him. Um, we find out uh, that Camille, uh, who won the big dog show, is pregnant. What a surprise! Yeah. Seems like Camille got 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 busy during her got busy during that dog with that dog she was sat next to yeah yeah exactly so that's why she was sat next to that one dog and that's why that's presumably why she lost her killer instinct (laughs) sure sure um mr van dusen uh mrs van dusen is like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna keep most of these puppies but jay would would you like to have one and he's uh he's pleased but my allergies says mr van dusen well you can move move into the pool house says his wife yeah so now his humiliation is complete. I don't know, ma'am. The pool house is good. It's pretty rad <laughs> in there. I, I mean, yeah. Principal Van BMXs on the wall. You want to be in this pool house, trust me. It's kick-ass. Uh, we cut to Mike at the Starkwell Academy. He's yelling at the platoon. I'm proud of you, son. You went with this sorry group in a fine shape. Thank you, sir! Carry on. About! Hey! Cadet 
Ben Busen. What is the Starkwell Creed, son? Oh, I try harder, never give up, sir! What are the three R's, son? Rules, Rockman, and respect, sir! What does Papa Wheelie mean to you? Um, they are good now, presumably because he was nice to them, but we'd never see that. Yeah, he, um, he's told that he's done well and really turned it around for his platoon, despite the fact that he's changed nothing about his command. He's, he's still he's screaming at them. Um, Ronnie is in his platoon now. He was sent to military school as a punishment. Yep. Uh, Mike yells in his face and then says, what does proper wheelie mean to you? That's right, it was me. I wanted you to know Ronnie, and the implication is that I plan to discipline you harder than the other cadets. <laughs> Forward march. So he's not really learned anything. No. Um, I feel like obviously he like the lesson that he got from being spending time with his, with his brother was that you can't just yell at people and you need to be understanding and nice to them yeah just uh, one scene where like he said anything to his platoon <laughs> along those lines would have done a lot of a lot of hard work here yeah but with we, this unearned ending for mike we had no time with all of these bill and andy can't put up posters scenes oh, that was that was good, <laughs> they were good. the thing the thing that I kind of like about this, some a, a lot of the time, a decom will end quite sweetly with like reconciliation between bully and yeah. uh, you know bullied, um, and like the kids sort of will all end up working together. Um, but that does not happen here. This is just like nope. full savage, um, like borderline mean spirited humiliation mm-hmm. for the sort of like for Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for like for the evil for the, for the, for all the evil characters for Principal Van Dusen and his son. Yeah, he's shipped off to military academy, and his commanding officer um, it, it makes it explicitly clear yeah. that he plans to he's like, That's make right. life like he- life hell for him. It was me, the BMX it was me, interviewer. Ronnie. That's right, and me, no one is ever going to believe you. <laughs> Who are they going to believe, Ronnie? <laughs> yeah, like it's kind of messed up, but yeah, I don't know. It's sort of in keeping with the tone of this film, which is kind of messed up. And I... <laughs> a wild, wild fever dream yeah. you of know a what? movie. This whole, like, final ten minutes has the vibe of... That the, the DCOMs tend to have right in the middle when a character is getting their way and they haven't realised yet that it's not what they want. It's like yeah. the other me when he's just playing Dreamcast at home all day. And, yeah, and, his and reading clone, comic books yeah, and yeah, having exactly. a great time. And his clone is having to do all of his exams and, yeah. and stuff like that. It's but like then you that. have the third act where you realise that actually good old down-home family values are what matters, really. Yeah, or something but like we that. Don't get, this we don't film get doesn't bother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, no, actually, like, it's good that we humiliated yeah. our, our enemies. This, well, the sweetest thing in life is revenge. Yep, and we got it. And, <laughs> the and how. <laughs> Any drawbacks to it? Nope. Nope. I mean, there's one it's drawback. Good. For some reason, Jay says yes to having one of Camille's devil spawn puppies. <laughs> oh, that's true. So, you know. Well, that's just leaving the door open for a sequel. That thing's going to be thrashing around like a little baby xenomorph, you know it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to come out of the lake like Jason Voorhees. And, and that's Hounded. That's the end of yeah. Hounded. Um, It's good. Uh, I would say like it's one of the it's one of the ones that is more worth watching. Than it's the, really good fun. Yeah, like like just visually, there's a lot to enjoy. The actual owning scenes are just a sheer so delight. Good. And that sort of I you know I I don't make the Sam Raimi comparison lightly, but no. the number of sort of Dutch angle crash zooms yeah. on things in this film is yeah. is really fun yeah. to watch. And we we will put up like just just a few seconds of of the of bit owning. where Camille just like torpedo like t-shirt cannons yeah. out of the, 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 it's so good 
But also the way, I mean, uh, it's um, Taj Maori, I think, is the name of the actor who plays Jay. Right. He's the brother of Tia and Tamara Maori, who were in Sister Sister. No way. I didn't know that. But yeah, he's he's really good. And yes, he's great. The way he the way he plays these dog attacks is yeah. is like he's genuinely in a horror film. He doesn't play yeah. it for laughs. Yeah. He doesn't he's not having fun with it. This isn't a sort of playful thing. He is terrified for his life. He's, yeah, he's he, really good. He's the emotional heart of this film and he's doing such a brilliant job because he's likable and affable and understandable and relatable in all of the non-dog ownings. And then when it comes mm. for the ownings, he like just switches into full slasher mode and <laughs> it's just, you know. <laughs> And because he's like quite young, there's a little crack in his voice whenever he's screaming. Yeah. He's like, ah! Ah! <laughs> you know, like, gee, God, Jay, someone help him. Someone, what's going on? <laughs> just the image of him in the fetal position in the bath, like trying to sleep while Camille is just like, like against the door. Sooner or later, that door's going to give. And, and it does. It does give. <laughs> oh, man. So that sounded. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, do watch it. Um because Satan's in every frame. <laughs> You've got to say <laughs> But he's there. <laughs> Hiding in every frame. Okay, can I read oh, you some emails, man. Andy? Please. Uh all right. Firstly, uh let me uh pick out this one from Adam W. Thank you very much, Adam W. For your email. Adam W points out there's a moment in Ring of Endless Light. It's a human hand goof. Uh, that actually, of, of the kind that we've just had in Hounded, um, Adam oh, writes, yeah. uh, the first dolphin interaction in the movie is with an animal so sedated that you can see it, <laughs> that you can see it. <laughs> it's, with, it's with an animal so sedated <laughs> that you can see it being pushed into frame by a human hand in the top corner of the screen. And oh, man. like... If you have Disney Plus, if you did bother to watch, you've got to go back. The time code that Adam provides is 12 minutes, 14 seconds on Disney Plus. It's up in the top right hand corner. Um, it's really good. It really changes the vibe of this scene from uh, calm, playful dolphin swims up to touch her hand to heavily sedated dolphin is like maneuvered into place. What uh, What was the time code? 12 minutes. Oh my God, sorry. I'm just... <laughs> That's an un- that is an unconscious dolphin <laughs> being. Oh <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I'm looking at it now. The dolphin is unconscious. The dolphin or is possibly not- dead. The dolphin is not moving under its own power. <laughs> it's- Again, probably th- these things were designed to be shown in like a three-four old-timey yeah. TV aspect ratio, and now all of a sudden. We get to see Satan hands on this. <laughs> that we shouldn't be. No one should be seeing. Yeah. Well, this oh, dolphin amazing. didn't give up its hands, did it? It's got one right. No. Yeah. Um, so hand. yeah, twelve minutes fourteen. Do check it out. Thank you, Adam. That was brilliant. We love it. Uh, and we've got an email as well from Shell, uh, who writes to say this would have been much more relevant back when you covered Halloween Town. Don't worry, Shell. Uh, Halloween Town is always, always front of mind. Mm-hmm lives in our hearts but i was in st helens oregon the spring they filmed that the town square in the film isn't a backlot it's the actual town square of st helens just with more monsters of varying levels of attention to detail my mom's stepmom had a second-hand shop across the street from it 
And one day I was walking around in the area, probably to buy Beanie Babies or something, when two grown-ass men materialised in front of me. They yelled at me, a tiny child, for wandering into their shot, when I'm pretty sure it was their job to stop me from doing that in the first place. Anyways, I still have fond feelings for the movie whenever it comes up, even if it is the way that it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way of putting it, the way that it is. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. we We have a listener... Who was an eyewitness? Who was ejected from the set of Halloween Town? <laughs> Probably because she wasn't wearing cargo shorts and a shrek head. <laughs> That's true. If they, you just, if you'd asked them, they probably would have given you an unconvincing Halloween mask, and yeah. you could have been just milling around in the background, getting a coffee and or, waving at people. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, or they'd have said, you know what, just go, just go for it, just try not to get too close to the camera. I'm sure, it'd be fine. Yeah, just muss your hair up a bit. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty spooky. Ooh. Ooh. How did the hair get must? <laughs> must hair girl. <laughs> Pretty Thank spooky. you very much, Shell. Um, yes, as always, you can email us at momcantcookpod at gmail.com. We read mm. all the emails, although we can only read out a tiny, tiny fraction. But yes, they are all very, very enjoyable and we, we appreciate them all. And we also appreciate everyone who gives us a five-star review on whatever platform you happen to be listening to your podcast on. Maybe it's Spotify. Yeah. Maybe you could pop five five big old Spotify stars on, on there. Maybe maybe it's iTunes. You can review individual episodes on Spotify now. So maybe yeah, uh, maybe maybe put your thoughts yeah. in there. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Maybe say something like maybe write a message. Maybe write maybe try and explain this to a new listener because it's a thing <laughs> podcasts have to do to try and like. Mm, <laughs> we, yeah, <laughs> we have to yeah we have to remain accessible to the to new listeners. Um, yeah, maybe say I couldn't. I couldn't believe how well in this audio only medium they managed to describe the vicious dog ownings of Hounded. Yeah, exactly. Say it's like I was there being owned by being owned like, by, owned by Satan's Camille. dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for the emails, folks. Andy, what mm. Oh wait, wait, wait. Merch. 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 Uh yeah, you can get merch. Go to momcantcookstore.com. You can we've got a, a, a new dolphin design there. We've got a bum bag. Yeah, we've got Ring of Endless Light merch. Yep, it's so sweet. Legally distinct from Ring of Endless Light merch. We've got Mum Can't Cook out. episode merch. I yeah, to be clear, <laughs> to be very, very clear. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just opened Disney Plus again to try and find the film we're doing next, and a Ring of Endless Light is still playing. I don't, I don't want to watch this for a third time. Disney Plus, <laughs> get off my case. Yes, All right. you do. I'm bringing it up. Okay, what are we doing next? Next film we're doing. Next film is probably the la- the latest one we've done chronologically. Ooh, it's from okay. 2006. Whoa. And it is called Cow Bells. Yes. And that's B-E-L-L-E-S. Cow Would Bells. Would you like to hear the synopsis? Yes, please, very much. Of this coming-of-age comedy, one hour and 31 minutes. Absolutely. Spoiled rich girls Taylor and Courtney Callum have a lot to learn when their dad insists they take summer jobs at the family's dairy while he goes on vacation. While struggling to balance the pressures of popularity, crushes on totally cute boys, and the pain of growing up, these cowbells need to put their bad habits out to pasture. We got it, Disney! If they hope to save the family business. These cowbells, for you see, they are working on a dairy. Do you get it? You get it, like the film title. Okay, yeah, cowbells. Find it on Disney+. Mm. Plus. Watch it. It's good. Or don't. Or don't. Or don't, and just uh, listen to us describe how how they managed to screw up the dairy so bad. Yeah, damn, I'm looking at Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior now. Oh, looks pretty, looks pretty fun. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right, fine, fine. Love Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. Okay, amazing. All right, thank you very much for listening, everyone. 
Um, I think all that remains to be said is that look after yourselves out there and just... Yeah. Oh my oh god! My, oh my oh no. god, no. No. Oh, no. no. Luke, Luke, by the door, by the door. Hang on, oh my god. Oh, it's in. Oh. Ripping sounds. I'm being owned! I'm being owned! <laughs>